Good morning, all. A mentally disturbed man rushed into the church while this reverend was preaching. He came in and he sat down. And the preaching was going on. And after the sermon, the preacher wanted to pray and call for the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, everybody did the sign of the cross and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This mentally disturbed man sitting on the front row also did sign of the cross. And then he says somebody behind him, please can you do the sign of the cross also at my back? Hurry before the priest gets into another thing. The man did sign of the cross for him at the back. And after the service, just for curiosity, this man went to that mentally disturbed man and asked him, why did you ask for the sign of the cross at your back? Everybody did the normal way, including you. Huh? The mentally disturbed man laughed and said, you have no idea. All these things that the priest was talking about today, all these things he was yelling at people, talking about, it's not just for today. Didn't you hear when he said that when Jesus is coming back, he will come like a thief. Nobody may not know the hour in which he will come. You see, all these things he's talking and talking is not just about today, but also about the coming of Jesus Christ. Then the mentally disturbed man said, you see, I am not worried anymore. When Jesus comes, if he comes towards my front, I am protected. I have sign of the cross. And in case he comes towards my back, I have no problem either. I am protected. I have also sign of the cross on my back. I am only worried about you who did sign of the cross only on your front and your back is not protected. And the man couldn't know, didn't know what to say to this mentally disturbed man. This madman may have lost some senses of true living, but he didn't lose the sense of the future. He realized this world of this life has a continuation. And this is similar, what this man said is similar to what Jesus is telling the people that came to him. They saw Jesus every, if Jesus was so compassionate that in the evening time after preaching, people, a lot of crowd gather to hear him, he will multiply bread and fish to so many quantity and they will all eat and get filled. According to this text, this should not be the only place Jesus did this. Only John recorded one of it. 
And Jesus preached in different ways about something that he's saying here. Remember, he met a woman from Samaria. He asked him, give me water. The woman said, why should I give you water? He said, listen, the one, the old water I will give you, if you drink your own from this well, you will still taste again. But the one I will give you, if you drink it, you will not taste again. It's similar also to what Jesus are telling these people. They eat bread and they were filled. They enjoyed. So every time, six o'clock, dinner time, they start looking for where Jesus is. Where is this guy? He has to make some bread. We are hungry, you know. And they, they were so desperate to find him that when they fought, they, they didn't see him, they hired a boat and they crossed over to Capernaum to find Jesus. And when they saw him, they said, hey, master, when did you get here? We were the other side looking for you. There should be barbecue, you know. This is six o'clock. And Jesus looked at them and he said, you are not looking for me because of the words that I've spoken to you. You are looking for me because you ate bread. What is Jesus trying to translate? These are people that need economic freedom. They are suffering. Some of them, their job is not doing well. Some of them are paying too much tax to the Romans. Some of them, their crops did not produce enough. They were suffering. They want some freedom. And some of them, they realize each time they come to Jesus, there will be something to eat. But Jesus is not stopping there. Jesus said, listen. There must be a balance in your life. When you take in bread, take your multivitamin, eat your vegetable, you are nourishing your skin. What about your spiritual life? Should it be starving also? You should look for me not just because you eat bread. You should look for me for those words that I have spoken to you. I say to you, come to me. You that is sick, I will heal you. That's why I'm here. And I perform miracles to show you that I am the one that is sent. You that is sometimes confused in life, come. Take the word that I have spoken to you. It will clear your eyes and I will give you a new sense of direction. You that is looking for healing, struggling in one way or the other, I will lessen your burden. The yoke, my yoke is not like the yoke of the world. These are the ways by which you should be looking for me, not just because you eat bread. And like my American friend told me, he asked his son, what do you know? What do you think is balanced diet? The son likes hamburger too much. The son says, sir, the simple definition of balanced diet is when you have two giant hamburgers on your hand. One hamburger on your right hand, one giant hamburger on your left hand, 
this is balanced diet. That's not what Jesus is saying. No. He's saying, in as much as you need better economic life, in as much as you want to have a nice car, in as much as you want to live in a nice house, sleep in a very good made bed, in as much as you want to have a nice job, have good education, these are material things that I am capable of giving you, but you should not be looking for me just because of these things. There is spiritual aspect of your life that should not be neglected. There are weaknesses you should walk on it with the word through the word of God so that you can feel better. Your life, your spiritual life should be renovated every day through the word that I have spoken to you, not just because you ate bread. So that you can have a balanced diet, the spiritual and the physical. That's living. If you don't work on that, then you will, this food that you eat will perish at the same, in a way. But then the other side, when you look at the other side of your life, you have done nothing about it. We say this when we bury our dead, dust to dust, ashes to ashes. This is our theology. And the spirit goes for reckoning. And what have the spirit to say? And I will tell you, there was a man who spent almost all his life serving God in the church. This man was a Christian. But he has one problem. He has one fault. He is always quick to anger. A very small thing, he will spark. But he serves God. He comes to church. He has a nice life. But he didn't walk through the word of God to that minor small fault he has. He neglected it. And one day, this man died. And he's a Christian. He, he appeared at the gate of heaven, wearing white. But his white was not immaculate because of that fault. His white was stained by that anger. So his white was not pure white, a little dark. But it looks with white. It wasn't sparkling. So he came, he appeared at the gate of heaven. And uh, the angel at the gate looked at him and said, you will not enter the heaven because your white is not like others. Something is wrong with you. We need to clear that up. The man got angry. That is his usual way. He got offended. He said to the, to the uh, angel at the gate, I have served God all my life. Don't waste my time to go in. Listen, if I don't go in, nobody's passing through this gate again. Okay? The man allowed, the, the angel at the gate stayed out of his way and said, I still believe. Go in. So the man entered into heaven 
and made the glory of heaven, the glamour of heaven. There was music everywhere. The music was booming. Everybody was dancing and enjoying the multitude in heaven. And I will raise him up. And I will raise him up. And I will raise him up on the last day. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, the man said, what a glory. Imagine that stupid angel on the gate telling me how to enter. He was busy enjoying himself. Going up and down, dancing. And while the dancing was going on, somebody mistakenly stepped on his foot. Ouch! Bah! He slapped him. And the music stopped. Who did this kind of thing here? He said, um, imagine he didn't look well where he was putting his step. They said, no, 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 no. This is not a place for argument. Out. Get out. The man came outside the gate. The angel at the gate looked at him and said, that was quick. You have just gone in and come out. What happened? Uh, imagine that guy was dancing, he didn't look well, he stepped on my foot, and uh, I lost it. The angel said to him, did I not tell you before, you can't stay there? That's something. You have neglected the things you have, you have opportunity to correct when you were alive. And now you are here, something has to be done to you to be, allow you in. Did I not tell you, you were not qualified to go in? And that is exactly what Jesus is trying to say. Those words that I spoke to you, how I will help you to have a better life. I am, Jesus said, I'm not your enemy. I am here, no matter how sinful you are, I will heal you and forgive you. And Paul told the Corinthians, the same thing. If all our struggle is just to eat and drink, then we deserve mercy. There is something we are working on. There is a place we are preparing to go. Christians are not preparing to make this place a better place. They are preparing to leave it, to go. So when they are going to the moon to find out if they can live in the moon, it doesn't concern us. We have a place to live. We have another world in view which Jesus is preparing and he promised that there are so many houses there. When they are going to Jupiter to see if they can find water, they are not talking to us. We have secured a place. We are staying here to live it. Jesus said, you should have looked for me for those things that I have spoken to you including to have an, a better economic life, to have a good family, to have a good job, to have a clean health. These things are part of your living here, but you should balance 
Oh, the title is not here. I gave this sermon the balanced diet of all times. Don't neglect the other side. Both are important. You can't sing and clap if you're sick. You can't help other people if you cannot help yourself. But you must have another world in view. Now, I think uh, I'll tell you another thing. Because this is a struggle. You must understand it. There was a man who is having some spiritual attack. He's every time Satan will come to his life and they will be fighting. And this man said, how will I overcome this fighting? He said, okay, you know what? I will accept Jesus in my life. This man, his heart is described as one story building with four rooms in it. Two rooms up, two, room, two rooms upstairs, two rooms downstairs. That's how his heart is described. And this man said, the biggest room is one of the rooms upstairs. And he said he wants to accept Jesus in his life because he's having problems. There's a lot of struggle. And he said to Jesus, I love you so much to come into my life. I will give you the biggest room upstairs. You go there. Jesus said, okay. Jesus accepted the room. Another time, Satan came to this man and they started struggling again. They started fighting, fighting, fighting. And at the end of the day, he managed to push Satan out. And then, he said to himself, how can I have Jesus in my life and I'm still struggling like this? He went to Jesus and knocked at his room. Master Jesus, I have been fighting and struggling the whole day and you didn't even help. Jesus said, Look around in this one room you gave me. Everything is full. If there was any struggle going on around, it didn't come here. Look. This man said, okay, what will I do? You know, Jesus, take the two rooms upstairs. Let me stay downstairs. No problem. Let's keep the two rooms. Here is the other key. Jesus said, okay. And another time, Satan attacked this man again. And they fought and fought and fought and fought. He was completely exhausted with the fight. He managed to push, just slightly get Satan out of his way that day. And then he said, what is this? I thought when I accept Jesus in my life, things will work well. He went again upstairs. Master Jesus, are you going to help me or not? I am exhausted. Look at me. I am completely exhausted. This struggling is overwhelming me. And Jesus said, can I give you advice? He said, sure. And Jesus said to him, can you give me the key of the whole room? The key of my whole heart. So yes, including the key of the gate. The entrance key. All the key of the house. Can you give me the whole heart? The man said, hey, giving him the whole heart. It means I'm no longer in charge. Hey, 
What about if I want to lie? There will be no room for lying anymore. Jesus is occupying everywhere. Wait. What about if I want to get drunk, you know? You know, when I was in seminary, I didn't know people can deliberately get drunk. I had Russian students who studied, we share rooms in the hostel. And we have, I spent 14 years in seminary. And they will sometimes get exhausted so much. On Saturday, after a lot of week work, Monday till Friday, they'll finish their whole work on Friday if they come. On Saturday evening, they take shower, dress up. Marusa, Marusa. They said, we are going out to get drunk. And I'll be wondering what they mean. And actually, they get out. And when they are coming back, they all, all of them will be completely drunk. And I said, how can that be possible? On, on Sunday morning, I will be, I, when they, we all come to watch television on the general room, I say, how can you people get that so drunk? He said, didn't we say when we were going out that we want to go and get drunk? That's how it is. So what I'm saying, this man, Jesus said, give me the whole key. He's one of his one. What about if I want to get drunk, you know? The Holy Spirit will not allow that. So, give him the whole key. What about if I want to do something sneaky, you know? There will be no room. But because he was having this struggle and attack, he reluctantly gave Jesus the key. And one day, again, Satan knocked at the door again. He knew who was knocking. He knew the trouble that was coming. He panicked and wanted to go and open the door. He realized he doesn't have the key anymore. The key is no longer with him. He said, yes, this is, I will see the difference today. He rushed to the upstairs and said, Master Jesus, you have a stranger. There is somebody at the door. Go and find out, sir. <laughs> Who is knocking at the door? He knew Jesus was walking gently towards the door. He was looking at him from a, 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 one and a half meters. This man has no idea the kind of trouble that he's going to meet at that door. When Jesus came towards the door, he put the key of the front door and opened the door. His glamour covered the whole space. Satan wanted to rush in the way he usually rushed in. He pulled himself back and looked at Jesus and said, sorry, sir, I, I didn't know you were here. And then he was looking at the door, at the numbers, if he has entered the wrong address. I thought I have captured this house. How come that suddenly Master Jesus is in charge? And the man was watching from a distance with a stick in his hand in case if he needs to help. And that was it. Satan walked away. And this man had complete peace. You see, Jesus, the word he spoke to us is not to take our life away. He gave us this life. No. He gave us this life we have. The word he has spoken to us is to 
make our life better. Because even if you die, you will live again, he said. You lose nothing. You see, as I am now, one thing that my position as a priest have done for me is that I lost, Satan has, cannot gain anything again from me. If I am alive, I will join people of God like all of you, praising God. And if I am dead, I will join the other saints who are already dead, praising God. I lost nothing. I lost nothing. It doesn't mean that you won't make mistakes. Who is saying that? No. But for the fact that Jesus is in charge, your desire is not just to have a big car. To have, you know, the implication of having plenty of money in the bank is that when you die, the people you never give a cent may have the opportunity to eat that money. There's nothing you can do anymore. All the money you have in the bank, you will never finish it, no matter how hard you try before you die. The house you bought, you can never live on it forever. No, so one day, people will come and take your stuff out. And they send it to, if you are lucky, they send it to Krillop. If you are lucky. If you are not lucky, they call those garbage company people. Your washing machine, vu, 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 bagadel. Your cupboard, vu, vu, bagadel. They don't care. They, you see the machine crushing them. Everything is gone. Jesus is saying, don't look for me for the bread only. It's not enough. You desire bread, yes. You desire good car, yes. You desire good education, yes. You desire happy life, yes. But these are temporary. You desire to dress well, yes. Let me bring it a little closer. You see, here in the church, our brother John, young, will be pre- walking every week trying to prepare the service to make it look better. This effort is not just for today. You see Sister Pamela and her group working very hard, selecting songs that will suit the sermon, everything, worrying, will it go well? How are we going to organize it? I hope we're praying. These things are not just for today. You will see the technician there trying to put all the wires together, making sure that everything connects, making sure that information is out, making sure that the people that are at home will, are connected. So they can also be part of But it is not just for today. The mentally disturbed man said, in front, on that back, when Jesus comes from the front, I simply laugh. I'm protected. If he wants to trick me and come from my back, I'm smart enough. <laughs> I am protected too. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We glorify your name. We honor you. For the words that you have spoken to us, is the healing machine in our life. These are the ways that renovate our spiritual life. That we may come to you 
and feel safe spiritually and also get daily bread from you, from the strength that you give us. Your congregation loves to be protected physically and spiritually. Grant us this, O Lord, through Jesus Christ, our Lord.